You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. It's always drafting some podcast, part of the Packernet Podcast Network. Now live on Mondays and Fridays, both during potentially the best time of the year, draft season. Obviously, for us anyway, Jake Schwink here, Mason Thompson here with me. Mason, we've got a fun episode. How are we doing? Are we ready to get rolling? Yeah, I'm ready to get this uh, underway. Kind of a busy week with school and everything, but uh, Senior Bowl week just happens, Ryan Bowl week just happens. We got a lot to talk about with all these prospects and things. Some of completely jumped up the board from where they originally slated which we'll get into here in a little bit yeah uh so today's episode obviously is going to be mock draft monday first full mock for us uh on the feed for this draft season it's going to be a good one mason i wanted you 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 mentioned that really quick because obviously i went solo on the friday show and kind of put a bow on senior bowl week a little bit in terms of the practices did you want to comment at all before we got rolling on just a few guys that maybe impressed you as well uh, 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 during Senior Bowl week? What happened? Um, what, what you happen to catch practice or game? I happened to catch like highlights of practices. Obviously, like I was working at the time of practices, so it was kind of difficult to um, kind of decipher everything that I wanted to. I wasn't able to watch some of the game as well. Um, seemed like the talk of the show, talk of the week was pretty much Dewan Jones. Um, obviously there's, um, the Tulane running back. That's the name I'm blanking on right now. Tajay Spears. Yeah, baby. And then there was some DBs that did pretty well and everything. And of course, um, who was the linebacker that blew up Torrance pace? Oh, pace in the game. Yeah. 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 So we kind of watched that a little bit. Other than that, but yeah, it was, that was quite a play because then of course the Stanford receiver as well. It's Michael Wilson season, AKA. Jacoby Myers 2.0. Ooh, um, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. The comp is there. Uh, and I don't even like comps that much. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, that was good. Um, we had some more scoring in that senior bowl game than the Shrine Bowl yeah. uh, game. Finally, we got some touchdowns. That was pretty sweet. Yeah, you got touchdowns at yeah. senior bowl instead of yeah, field goals. Senior bowl actually scores touchdowns. Crazy. Um, so, uh, Let's roll into the mock draft here. Um, let's not keep you waiting any longer. 
Only 31 picks, obviously. Um, I know some people have gotten confused by that, and they're like, why aren't there 32 picks? Very clearly, the Dolphins do not have their first-round pick. They forfeited it because of a um, a scandal with basically tampering, uh, trying to get Sean Payton and Tom Brady down to Miami. And for also, you know, evidence of losing games and, and paying money or trying to pay money to lose games. So yep. tanking and tampering both uh, cost the Dolphins their one. They actually had a second one. They traded to Denver. Denver then traded it to New Orleans, New Orleans for Sean Payton. So now New Orleans is sitting at pick 30. Uh, and you're like, how is that possible? Pick 30 Denver, Miami, because that pick is initially San Francisco's Trey Lance trade. So we are that far down the timeline with this one pick. It is wild, has changed hands a ton. But we started off at the top. Uh, Mason went odds um, and I went evens, right? Yeah. Yeah. We got a little crazy here at the beginning. It kind of threw off the order a little bit, but we know the Bears are going to tr- probably trade out of this pick. It could be multiple times if teams are going to come up for a quarterback once and then again. There are a few teams that they could jump. Um, We, in this one, had the Colts trading up to one. The Bears' compensation was a 2023 first, second, and then a 2024 first and third. Mason, how do you feel about the compensation, you know, if you're a Bears fan? I would feel pretty good about it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I would feel pretty good about it because you're getting two top 40 selections and then you're getting... Obviously, first next year, we ran like a uh, off-season simulation, a few of my buddies and I did, and the compensation compensation was similar, except it was a 2024 fourth instead of the third. Okay. So, obviously, I think Bears fans would want the third instead of the fourth in this scenario. But it gives you – it gives Chicago breathing room. They get probably one of their top two defense players on their board and everything. So, it's kind of – we've talked about it quite often. Like It's kind of like the perfect spot to fall down to. Yeah, I I, I just – I, I – I, get why bears fans that love the idea of like oh we could trade on like three times that'd be pretty sweet and they keep doing that in like the simulators and stuff but like you're gonna have enough if you get yeah. a second from the colts or the panthers or the raiders you know you're gonna be in good position you'll have a top you know 10 pick you're gonna have two seconds you're gonna be pretty loaded for the next couple of years you don't have to do you don't have to have like you know nine picks in the first three rounds like you don't have to do that stuff that's i get swinging a lot but like Let's take it easy. It's um, like the old Browns method where they yeah. just traded down and got picks and it just never worked out for them. Yeah. Like eventually you got to stay up there and get some top talent. Um, so the Colts moved up. This was my pick. Um, and I have the Colts taking CJ Stroud, quarterback from Ohio State. I, I just don't know if Ballard's going to be the guy who goes, yep, the height thing with, with Bryce Young, it doesn't matter to me. I think it will matter to him. Um, and I'm sure he'll comment on the fact that, I, that that he thinks that Young is a really good player, right? And, like, I'm sure if they ask him about him, you know, at the combine and whatnot, he, that's what he'll say. But, like, he wants size. Uh, accuracy plus is on full display with Stroud. The touch throws are great. You know, he's a precise passer. He's going to be able to take advantage, I think. He, he gives Harrison those goal balls. He gives Harrison chances to make plays because he's a bigger dude at the catch point. The Colts have two of those guys. If they bring back Paris Campbell, then you've got a speedy third. I think this is a great situation for Stroud to enter. They do need to figure out offensive line. Maybe they're bringing in Orlando Brown if the Chiefs let him go. Like, is that a great solution? No, but it's better than what they have currently. So they're going to have to work at it. If they move up uh, to one, they're going to have to 
hopefully hit a, a little bit further down the draft. But I think this one makes a lot of sense for them. And I, I think for the Colts, it's Stroud or Levis, personally. I mean, that's kind of the way I kind of see it right now. Just I would obviously take – I think we're both definitely take Stroud over Levis at this point. So it's 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 going to be weird just because, like, it's going to be weird just to see how the NFL kind of deciphers, like, the height discrepancy for Bryce Young at this point. Yeah, and that brings us to the Texans at two. And you would think that this is Bryce Young. It's not. Um, I have the Texans, since it's evens still, I have the Texans taking Anthony Richardson. So D'Amico Ryans, new head coach, he they're going to give him some time. I think they're going to give him a few years. He's not going to be a one-and-done coach. Like Ryans had a ton of interest elsewhere, including Denver, including Carolina. Like he's going to have his time here. And I think Anthony Richardson is the quarterback that you can build up and potentially get a superstar out of in a couple seasons. Mason and I have talked about Richardson at length. We did an episode. If you haven't listened to 80 minutes of us talking about the top four quarterbacks, I suggest you listen to it because we went into detail that I, and and we'll comment on it now, but I think the most like quote unquote raw thing about Richardson right now is mechanics. It's not, yeah. it's not mental. It really isn't mental. I, I, it's physical. And it's again, to be more specific, mechanical. And I think he just rushes a lot of the quick game RPO stuff. You'll have to settle him down. You have to work on again, being kind of just the synergy between the top and bottom half. If we get that all figured out and we get a guy in there, I did Pep Ham is Pep Hamilton staying? Have we confirmed that? I haven't seen anything about it. I don't see him leave, but like if it is Hamilton, I think this is that's a great, great thing for Richardson. Um, I I just think like if the Texans are gonna, you know, you have time, you believe in, you know, Ryan's to get this defense where it needs to be. You still have a lot of capital for the next couple of years. I think they might just swing here, and it might be Levis instead of Richardson. But I I had Richardson be the pick here. I mean, again, I would definitely take. Richardson over Levis at this point, but like I feel like it's a good fit because I just feel like D'Amico isn't gonna like pull the plug on him super early at that point. Yeah. Um looking through I don't see like anything that says Pep Hamilton's gone or not. Okay. Like I I I still see people talking about him to like Arizona for their OC job or their like head coach or something. He's still currently listed as that on their website. So I guess D'Amico so, hasn't really had time to go through a stat battle, really. But yeah, it would be interesting a, to see if he yeah. brings anybody in instead. Like, um, who's the hot name that's going around? I think he's. I think he's in San Francisco right now. Oh, I thought you were talking about Kafka. No, not Kafka, but that would be interesting if he doesn't get. But I think if he doesn't get the head coaching job in Arizona, he'll probably stay. But I think there, there's a name that's in San Francisco right now that's that's blanking me. But like, there, you have Damian Pierce. You know, Nico Collins is fine. Brandon Cooks might seek a trade. We'll see what he thinks of this one. You know, if they don't trade him before the draft, like there, there's still enough to build around. Laramie Tunsil, maybe you extend him further down the line. He's a free agent, I think, after this coming season. So. There, there could be some offensive turnover, but I think you're in a position here to get a quarterback at two. 
Mm. You don't have to necessarily trade two and 12 to get up to Chicago's pick. You can feel pretty confident, even if it's not Richardson, it's young, but like Richardson's a high ceiling play. And I, I, I like this a lot. Yeah. I like the, I like the fit. I think it's a really good fit depending on like who they get at OC, if it's still Hamilton or if it's, are you talking about Anthony Lynn? No, I've seen um, some of that lately too. Where is the Bobby Slowick? That's who it is. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, oh, he might be the passing game coordinator, something like that. But for the, for the Niners, but there's a yeah. lot of buzz around him now. I feel like there's enough for the Texans to kind of like get Richardson in and feel comfortable with him. Uh, maybe you get another piece here like day two or something, or like in free agency to help that receiving core. If you do let go of Brandon Cooks. But I feel like Richardson's got the high ceiling, but he's that the floor isn't as low as some people think. Like both yeah, of us have I, said. I tend, yeah, absolutely. Um, three in a row for you on, here, huh? Yeah, three in a row for you here. This yeah. would be fun. So Arizona, obviously, like a prime trade down candidate if this were to happen with Bryce Young still sitting there. Obviously, although there's going to be a new regime there, I don't think they can really pull the plug on Kyler. Although something wild could happen, you never know. But um, obviously I think it really depends on like what they kind of feel like their most, you know, top defensive player is because both their interior and their pass rushers are kind of not good. Um, we've talked about it at length, even after like last year's draft that we didn't really understand what they were doing. Um, offensive line front seven wise. Um, I went the route of edge just because I know that they spent two day two picks on like Cam Thomas and then Majai Sanders, but getting a guy like Will Anderson, who's just a game record and like putting Majai Sanders in that kind of number two role and keeping Marcus Golden there and Cam Thomas as depth. I feel like that's probably the better strategy for them. Yeah. I like that. It, it's, it's going to be interesting to see like if Arizona gets the opportunity <clears throat> between Anderson or Carter, where they'd go. Because again, we, we, we know what position is valued more. And I think that's, yeah, probably where you lean there and that makes sense um obviously number four um there uh, we talked about it earlier like there's a lot of rumors about like chicago trading down like twice and everything i think even ryan bull said like he's comfortable with a few people like at their defensive line and everything that they can move down and gather more resources to you know get their guy and get resources to add on to their future um but we didn't really do many trades outside of like the number one pick. That's the only trade we did in this mock. Spoiler alert. Um, so we took I took Jalen Carter here. Um, I feel like obviously Chicago has a massive amount of camp space that they can use this year. I know that Brett Coleman did like a little exercise in what he thought they could do in the offseason. Like you could get a Durant Payne, you could get um a few other guys, like a Zach Allen, even for like Arizona. He's kind of probably gonna be gone for Arizona. But, like, getting a guy like Jalen Carter, again, another game record that you can just put on your front four. And it seems like Chicago's kind of got, like, the worst front seven in the league, so to speak, right now, if you really look at it. So, plugging in Jalen Carter right now is probably their best option. I mean, it all depends on, like, what they do in free agency and everything, too. I Everflew came from Ballard, at least under Ballard as GM. And Ballard stressed heavily you know the the offseason before acquiring DeForest Buckner that he wanted you know an interior three tech who could get after the quarterback push the pocket yeah I think Eberflew kind of will take that with and talk to polls about this for sure and be like listen if if we're only moving back once 
this is the guy I really want. If you want to move back again, fine. But like, if we have the opportunity to get Carter back three picks from where we're currently at, that's who I want. And I think it makes a lot of sense for them. So number five, I kind of was between two things here. Obviously, Bryce Young's still on the board. Could I have done that? Yeah, obviously. Um, from what like I'm hearing, though, Seattle's like all in on Geno for like a year or two at least. It might be like a three-year deal. That's really a two-year deal. I'm not entirely sure. But as of right now, I think the rumors are that like Gino and the Seattle front office is happy with each other. Um, but obviously, John Robinson and Pete Carroll were there when they drafted Russell Wilson with the size concerns as well. But I'm going to go in a different direction here, and we're going to take the toolsy defensive prospect for Seattle like they always like to do, and I'm going to take Tyree Wilson. Uh, Seattle's invested a lot into like pass rusher over the course of the last few years. Like, guys like Daryl Taylor, Alton Robinson, Boye Mafe, signing Shannon Wosu this last year, and like even bringing back Bruce Irvin. But I feel like they're going to fall in love with Tyree Wilson, and like the upside for him is probably well worth this top five pick. Yeah, I think Seattle has often gone the route of like older senior bowl guy with a lot of traits, and yeah. Tyree Wilson definitely fits the bill there. Detroit Lions, first of two selections. I would personally, if I were the Lions here, take Bryce Young at six. I I don't think they're going to do that. Um, I don't think they – I would take Anthony Richardson at six if he were here as well. I don't think they're going to do that either. I think they feel comfortable with Jared Goff to each their own. I guess he's pretty good in the NFC at this point. You know, that's, you know, it's not a quarterback heavy conference at the moment. So they're going to go Christian Gonzalez here corner out of Oregon. Yeah. I I loved what I saw from him this year at Oregon. I think, you know, really got out. There was a little buzz about him transferring to Oregon from Colorado. You look back at some of the Colorado film and it was pretty good. You know, he's turning and running. He's flipping the hips. He's, he's really efficient with, with turning. And getting into position, he's physical enough. He's got incredible ball skills. You know, he he really can affect windows with his length, the radius he kind of provides. Uh, and again, I think he's a pretty sound tackler. He's not like, you know, he's not an open field finisher per se, but I think he has a big enough frame to do that. And, I, and, and the zone awareness is very good, too. So, again, he's pretty much, I think, the full package. He's probably going to be my top corner in the draft. I don't see that changing. Um, and I do think, for those who don't have him there yet, he's going to test very well. He's going to run very fast. He's going to leap a long way and end up into the stratosphere, perhaps. So I, I think Detroit gets a good player here. You potentially move, you know, you have Jerry Jacobs, you have Jeff Akuda. maybe Akuda slides inside, and you feel a little bit better about your secondary. So, number seven of the Raiders, uh, Obviously, this could change in a few weeks and everything with the whole entire Adams and everybody else kind of throwing out, ooh, the house is here, look really nice and everything to Aaron Rodgers. Like, the Jets are doing it, too. You never know what's going to happen. We know nothing yet. So we're just going to preface this with, like, they only have Jared Stidham right now, Derek Carr's elsewhere. So we're going to take Bryce Young here finally. Um, Hopefully, Josh McDaniels can groom him a little bit better than he did with his Tim Tebow selection back when he was in Denver. Um. I feel like the Raiders are like a weird team. Like there's like a slight inkling to me that they might even just roll Stidham out next year. Um, their offensive line is not very good. I know PFF ranked them quite highly in their uh, pass blocking units and everything, but they've got 
two of their starters are impending free agents. They could obviously improve their secondary and everything. Like there's, I have our lads just pulled up right now, and it's just half of its half their stars are just orange, implying that they're free agents. Um, I feel like Bryce Young, if he were to go here, he's got weapons galore. Depending on you know what they do with Renfro, what they do with Waller. I mean, Adams seems like he's staying, so I feel like it's a pretty good landing spot depending on what McDaniel's can really do with him. I think McDaniel's will like Young's anticipatory skills with what he wants to run. And I think that's that's really important. I think when you look at Young, I I I don't think I don't think that that the Raiders will like Levis personally, especially no. if they're really listening to McDaniel's based on what McDaniel's would like to do. McDaniel's is very much like okay, if we're in shotgun, we're running you know the same few plays with a ton of different looks. I think Levis will function better under center, you know, with a run game to lean on. Like you know, Levis to Seattle makes more sense. If they want to be in the gun, if they want, you know, this guy to be able to scan the field quickly, anticipate, you know, and, and be a good processor post-snap, like Young is their, is their guy. Maybe Stroud is as well, I think. Um, but between those two, I think that's where the Raiders would want in the draft. Um, Falcons at eight. I don't love this pick, honestly, but, like, they got to get better here. Like, personally, if it were me, um, I would potentially take Isaiah Foskey over this guy. Um they're not going to take. They're not going to go Ojolari. I think he's going to be more of the rush end that that yeah. is right now, and and they rotate Malone in too. So like they need a bigger dude on the other side. They they need that strong side defensive end. You know, Murphy is that guy. Power, <laughs> length, can defend the run at a high level. You know, there's still explosion to his game. He'll be able to push some guys back. Be more of a, a pocket pusher, edge setter type than than a pass rushing type. Production's not great, and Clemson edge rushers with bad production is not a great combo in recent drafts, but Falcons are last in sacks. You got to do something. I think they'd love if Wilson fell this far. Um, Yeah. There is, there is a way that that could happen for them. Um, That would though involve Jalen Carter getting to Seattle, I think. So they might hold out hope for that, but I think Murphy's a a fine selection here for the Falcons and athletically he's probably going to test pretty well. Yeah. So number nine, I kind of didn't want to do this just yeah, I because um, I, I think I messaged Jake and I was like, are we doing this like based on what we would do or like yes. what we think's going to happen? And we kind of agreed like what we think's going to happen. So I know you didn't want to take this guy. I know. it. No, I didn't. Um, personally, I believe that Carolina's going to probably either like, I mean, they're going to take probably a rookie quarterback, but I think they should either like hang on to Sam Darnold. He showed improvement towards that later half of the year, or they should just try grabbing like a Derek Carr. But the more you think about it, Will Levis does fit here now with Carolina just because of who their head coach is with Frank Reich, and he's always wanted the big arm quarterback and everything. So although we both aren't very high on Will Levis, the NFL seems to be quite high on him. So he's the selection here at nine, not like trying to rag on Will Levis or anything, but um, I don't have him as like a first round quarterback right now. I would probably take him like early second, mid second, somewhere in that range. So, but like Frank Reich likes his toolsy, big arm quarterbacks. So I feel like Carolina is probably going to be the landing spot. If he is here, if Richardson's here though, I feel like it's an amazing fit. Yeah. Richardson would be fun here too. And I think that might be more likely, but yeah, I, I, Based on what the league has showed us, there is just there is Will Levis is not escaping the top ten. It's not yeah. happening. 
like as much as like we would love to just go through this draft and be like, ah, oh, we're not going to take Will Levis in the second. Yeah, it doesn't matter. The NFL is not doing that. There's no like waiting till round two to take a quarterback. That's just that's very fake. Yeah, uh, you can get a Jalen Hurts once in a while, but probability wise, statistic wise, it's first round quarterback or bust pretty much. Um, so Eagles at ten in the Super Bowl. They don't have a lot of needs. Um, I'm sure Mason at the end of the draft at 31 was kind of like, where do I even go here? They don't really yeah. need a lot. Um, I was kind of in the same boat. I think if they bring back James Bradbury, things will be a, a little bit different. That's why, again, mock drafts seem a little futile, but we're, we're having fun here. Uh, I have Devin Witherspoon here to the Eagles. I think this is a, a slam dunk. Um, Fit-wise and, and prospect-wise, Witherspoon is – the type of player who after a few more seasons can just like take over as the leader in this room when Darius Slay's done like Slay will love this guy opposite him for sure like again tackling machine yak limiter extremely physical I don't know how he does as well as he does he had to play like off-man coverage like so much at Illinois because of what you know the scheme that Ryan Walters was running asked him to do he succeeded out there man coverage a little grabby but like great athlete you know good technique good pedal you know closes quickly like he finds a football in the air like there's really not much where you go oh witherspoon's not great at this like it's pretty much there there's a couple false steps here and there but again that's the corner position it's tough when you're an off man like it's gonna happen so witherspoon slam dunk for the eagles so tennessee at 11 i kind of thought well ahead what the position was going to be I just didn't know who I would take at the position. Um, I thought about potentially like an edge at first. I didn't feel like I wanted to do something with that, just with everybody off the board. Um, so receivers kind of felt like it was a little bit too early because just because they spent on Traylon Burks, uh, they don't really have – I mean, Robert Woods is going to be gone, so, I mean, it pushes that up the board pretty much. But also going to be potentially gone is Taylor LeBlanc just because of his cap hit that he has and like how many injuries he's suffered over the last few years. If even if you keep Taylor Lewan, you are only have Nicholas Petit Frere under contract as well. So both Dennis Daly and Lorraine Clark are gone. Obviously, you have Dylan Radunes, who you took in the second round, who you moved to guard. But we're gonna take Roderick Jones here. Uh, I've not studied probably enough Roderick Jones. Uh, I, if I had to guess, he'd probably end up as probably my first or second offense tackle in the class. So I feel like Tennessee desperately needs help along the offensive line. Nate Davis is gonna potentially go to free agency as well. So like the offensive line receiving core, like Tennessee is kind of in rough shape right now. Yeah. Great run blocker, great space blocker. Dude's a finisher. Rabel's going to like this guy for sure. Um, Yeah. They, this is, this is put up or shut up. Fix the dang offensive line, Tennessee. Your picks have been so bad there. Let's get it done here. I know we're not doing two rounds, but there are a couple guys that that would get to day two in this in this scenario that I'd be like, yeah. we got to get up and get another one of them. Like, you have to be better here if you're if you're keeping the gang back together with with Tannehill and Henry. Like, you got to get better here. Um, Texans at twelve. Obviously, this pick coming over from Cleveland uh, for the Watson trade. I really wanted to take defense, but like when you get to this point. And like the first few defenders are off the board, you're kind of like, yeah. I don't know where to go here. Yeah. Cause there's a certain defender I'm going to talk about that might be a, a faller candidate and we'll get to him. But like for me, this was, this was find the Brandon Cooks replacement because he probably wants out. He doesn't want to be a part of this rebuild. So 
I'm going Jordan Addison here. Uh, this is the natural separator. He he's played on the perimeter enough to where you feel confident about him. Yes, he does get bullied sometimes, and he'll end up way off the way off the route, off the reservation. Like it happens, but like his speed utilization, I think might be the best in terms of getting open with it. I think he can press vertically. He uses his head and his shoulders to sell a lot. Uh, and again, the quick twitch in the short area really helps him be efficient, be smooth. And he offers a little bit after the catch, natural hands as well. I think this is a complete guy. Again, worry about the size, absolutely. But like we've seen it with Dotson, like we've seen it with others. This is where the league's going. Like you're operating in space, you're getting some free releases sometimes. So I think Addison with Richardson would be a lot of fun. Yeah. So New York Jets here at 13, depending on obviously if they're even here, maybe they trade for Aaron Rodgers, whatever happens. Um, we're going to stick kind of two selections in a row here for me along the offensive line. I'm going to be taking Paris Johnson Jr. out of Ohio State. Uh, you never know what's going to happen with Mekhi Becton. If he's healthy enough to play at left tackle and everything. George Fant's a free agent. You never know if Dwayne Brown's going to retire or not. You took Max Mitchell in the third round, fourth round last year. So, I mean, he played steadily at right tackle, but you need to have insurance in case Mekhi Becton is not healthy enough to play. And obviously, Paris Johnson's played multiple positions. So if Becton is healthy enough, you can slide Paris Johnson like to a guard spot. We've seen it them do it with Elijah Mary Tucker already. So Joe Douglas has been known to like take these kind of versatile offensive linemen that played guard and tackle as he did with Elijah Mary Tucker. He traded up. So I feel like the Jets are gonna really value Paris Johnson here. Yeah, good athlete. Um, even with even with Hackett coming in um to replace LaFleur, I still think, yeah, that's that's a nice fit there. Like you said, it'll be very interesting to see kind of like, oh, you know, will where do the Jets value Elijah Barry Tucker going forward? Do they think he's a tackle now? Like, because he played there and obviously did well. Like, there'll be interesting things to figure out with that offensive line, but I agree it's not set yet. Uh, Patriots at 14. I don't know. Bill's probably trading down. Like, we probably know this by now. Um, didn't find anything where I'm like, oh yeah, trade back. This makes a lot of sense. I just feel like we're at this draft where it's kind of like meh right now in yeah. the first round. And it's like, yeah, you're probably gonna have to stick and take somebody. Uh, if Belichick's gonna keep running the show and I think Gerard Mayo after him, I mean, I don't think man coverage is going anywhere no. with this defense. Unfortunately, Gonzalez and Witherspoon both off the board. So it's like, where do you go from here? I think Cam Smith's 2021 film is more indicative of what he can be. Then the 2022, I, I, and again, another taller, longer guy at the position who I think can play physical. Uh, you know, he can play a little bit off. I, I respect, you know, how quickly he he can turn, get downhill. Like, I, I, I think Cam Smith, if not Devin Witherspoon, will be Belichick's guy at the position. There are a couple others, but Smith has a little bit more frame durability, I think, on him than a couple others that we'll probably talk about down the line. So I think the Patriots, they just keep getting better in the secondary here with Smith. All right. So green Bay up at 15. Uh, we kind of want to spend a little bit more time on this just because we are a Packers podcast draft podcast for the Packers a lot of time. Um, as of right now, clearly we don't really know so much just because Rogers is still on the roster. Aaron Jones is still on the roster and he might not be um, like, Preston Smith, Adrian Amos, Darnell Savage, all those guys still on the roster. So you never know what's going to happen. Um, 
So the way I look at it was obviously I feel like the top need is safety at this point. I was not comfortable enough to take Ryan Branch right here. So I kind of went with the what Green Packers fans have been screaming for for years. And we finally got like our big slot receiver, Jackson Smith at Jigba. Um, I've seen the uh, comparisons to uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. Jake cannot testify to this. I had Amon Ross St. Brown very highly. I, drafts. I think he is wide receiver four in the class. So I think you've nailed it to this point. Yeah. So, so I feel like Jackson Smith or Jigba fits really well into this offense. Um, we kind of need that slot guy because Randall Cobb's going to be gone. Obviously, Amari Rodgers isn't here anymore. Uh, Alan Lazard's probably going to be out the window and head into either Chicago or wherever Aaron Rodgers ends up. So that kind of leaves us with Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Bill Melton, and Samori Touré. Obviously, you kind of want more there. So getting a guy like Jackson Smith the Jigba to give whoever, Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love, another target, kind of safety net over the middle that you can kind of pepper with targets, give him catches whenever he needs to. Obviously, like the athleticism is kind of a knock right now, but it was kind of a knock for a guy like Jordy Nelson and sometimes even Devontae Adams. So you never know. Amon Ra a little bit as yeah, well. Uh, yeah. Listen, I know he's not explosive. I understand. I don't care. Yeah. Um. I don't care. Like, honestly, I think he can flank Watson. I don't think he's yeah. just a slot, truthfully. I think he can be a Z. Out of him, Addison and Johnston, Smith and Jigba has had, the even though it's limited, the best answer against press of any of the three of them. It's yeah. not close, I promise you. Johnston doesn't know how to use his hands. He doesn't. He he needs to learn that. And Addison's not big enough. He gets pushed. Smith and Jigba is the best of them with the release off the line of scrimmage against press. So I don't think he's just a slot. I think he can be a Z. He can get open. Uh, you know, he can threaten leverage and run some wonky routes. That, it may look wonky on film, but like it that's how you have to get open. Everything's not just like run a straight route, stay on your line. Like you gotta stay creative. He can stay creative. Again, with his release, you know, he's setting up future moves. The Oregon game last year is a great example of that. Great idea of coverage. Like, he he, he bends the seam routes against cover two. And, and boy, when he the ball's in his hands, just the instincts, the feel, ability to create with his feet, you know, throw the stiff arm out there, he creates after the catch. Like, the, the ability to turn the short stuff into some big gains. I know he's not going to score yeah. probably ever on the big gains because he's going to get caught, but, like, He's got he 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 destroys all three phases of the game. He's just not fast. And that's what people are like. He's not fast. Well, he's just again like think like truthfully, think Garrett Wilson without speed. Yeah. And he's he's got it all. Like it's it's there. So I love it. Um yeah. there will be folks who don't like Smith and Jigba. I get the injury thing, but like just man, yeah, put, just put it on last year. There is just Man, it's all there. Like, I don't – again, is he like – is he Wilson or Olave? Probably not quite. Yeah. I still think he might be a better – again, it's just – it's going to be flavor. What do you want out of your yeah. receiver room? Like, if you want to build a basketball team or if you want to just have all speed, that's fine. Like, I just think Smith and Jigbo, wherever he goes, he's going to be a chain mover. He's going to be a creator, and, like, I- I'm excited for it. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Like, looking elsewhere, like – Obviously, there's been a lot of like Michael Mayer and everything there, but like I feel like 
I think I've, I think we both think tight ends kind of like a day two priority just because of the depth in the class. And you can probably get a starter like a Tucker Craft. Um, I know Dalton Kincaid is kind of moving up the charts recently as well. So like Tucker Craft, any of these guys on like day two, you can try to snag as well. Um, the tackles are a few of them are gone. I feel like potentially you could take them, but that just depends on if D box back and everything. So yeah, it's just like a who's here, who's not kind of thing that we're kind of waiting on right now. This is this is like I, I want to bring this up too, because uh, I'm writing something on this right now. This is like the Goody trade back day one, trade yeah. up day two. Yeah, this is it, right? This is the the blueprint is there to do this because I agree. Like Jones and Johnson are going to be like better fits for what the Packers have traditionally liked to tackle than Skaronsky. Skaronsky's still here. Will they be comfortable with the arm length? I don't know. When we we tend to think no, we don't have all the yeah. answers because look at last year's first round. They took a linebacker and defensive tackle. I don't know what Goody's doing. It's fine. That's okay. But like Branch, is he savage but more refined? Yeah. Is that the role for him, right? I don't know. Maybe. Right? Like, would they take Johnston to pair with with Watson? Maybe. I just feel like they're going to find a team like the Giants, like the Vikings, like the Ravens, maybe even Seattle, who's like, I got to move up for this specific player. Perfect. I'll move back into the 20s. I'll accrue some more capital. I'll be able to move up on day two. Honestly, I'm a here's a hot one. I I'm not I'm not as comfortable taking Mayer at 15 as I'm taking Kincaid at 15. Oh, boy. So there is Jake that. throwing out the hot takes. Um, I'd feel better about taking Kincaid at 15. Uh, but anyway, I don't know. They're just in a weird, weird spot. Like the edge feels, it feels too early for some and too late for others. Like, yeah, tackle might be the same way. First three might be off the board. even. So like they're in a weird spot. Trade back feels perfect for them. Yeah. I like looking at the board, like we've, We've kind of mentioned it. I know like others have mentioned it. Like this class kind of feels like a lot of like slot guys. Yeah. You get like a Josh Downs. You get whoever it may be. So you could trade down and get like a Josh Downs. Maybe you can get a Zay Flowers. So it's just like look at your board. And Judy has shown that he's not afraid to trade down, trade up, all this nonsense. So just get your guy, potentially get some capital out of it. I know that uh, the Bills, like all access draft, video from last year showed Green Bay trying to trade down from Tennessee. So you never know at this point. Yeah. I, I just think that's the way to go. Like even if they have two picks uh in in the first round, like potentially from the Raiders or Jets, I just feel like they'll still even consider doing that. Just because yeah. you know you're up there, you get maybe a top player right at the end bit of, of where that like that is and like you just go from there and move back from 15. Like that just feels like what they'll do. Um, we are going to take a quick break and we'll be back with picks 16 through 31. We all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So us cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. 
In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. All right, back here from the break for it's always draft season. Second half of the mock draft here. Washington Commanders are up first. And uh, we mentioned, you know, a little bit of run on the offensive line. You know, Mason kind of started with Tennessee. Jets pick up a guy. The commanders are not going to pick up somebody. I feel like Mason will we'll kind of talk about this, but like I feel like their O line is like okay, not great. Yeah. Across the board. Like I feel like with Smith, Witherspoon, and Gonzalez off the board now, they could go Joey Porter here. I wouldn't hate that idea for them. I feel like they want somebody who is a little bit more refined in off coverage, I, I'd I'd say for them. So maybe a little maybe deters me a little bit from Porter. So I want Peter Skaronsky here. Overall, like if, if you're talking about like right now, who's the most, you know, NFL ready based on, you know, the balance, the technique, you know, impacting the game as a pass protector, you know, being able to down block, you know, as a run blocker, the power he can play with, you know, he finishes like this is the guy I would take first. Um, now, upside would obviously change the equation a little bit. There's also the concern with length, right? And, you know, 32 inch arms, is that going to be enough to play tackle? Oh, boy. Um, two years ago, I believe, we had the same conversation with a guy named Rashawn Slater. He's one of the best young tackles yep. in the league. So, need I say more about moving Skaronsky inside? Like, I understand that. But, like, at the same time, I get that length can challenge him a little bit. But when you have the anchor to, to to challenge length like that that he has, I think he's got the answer there. I'd be a little more worried about guys who could dip and bend than I would be about guys with the length personally with Skaronsky, but I think overall, like he's just rock freaking solid. And I think the commanders could use that, especially if, if Sam Howell is going to be their quarterback yeah. uh, in 2023. Yeah. I fully agree with that. They kind of need to, I mean, their offensive line's fine. Like their tackles are fine, but I think they could just use somebody that's like, they can really rely on and everything and kind of pair with uh, Sam Cosme for the next foreseeable, foreseeable future. Like, or at um, least to get a best five, like any yeah. way possible to get a best five. Like, yeah, feels like a way to go. Uh, continuing with the offensive line run, I was between like offensive line and corner here. Obviously, I feel like those are the two biggest needs for Pittsburgh. Um, that's actually what Mike Tomlin was studying the first two days of the senior bowl was offensive line on day one and defensive backs on day two. Um, we'll get to a name, my next pick that I think is probably, it's probably between like this guy and like the guy picking two picks. So I'm going to pick big senior bowl Raj Dewan Jones here, right tackle for Ohio State. Um, I feel like he would probably play left tackle 
for Pittsburgh just because Chuck Sikorapor is there already at right tackle. They signed him to an extension last year. But, like, the rest of their offensive line, Dan Moore isn't doing that. Like, Kevin Dodson's kind of been up and down. Kevin Green kind of had a big year his rookie season then kind of got cast off. So, like, upgrading that offensive line, you've got your quarterback. It's time to get build up that offensive line in front of them. So I feel like a guy like Dewan Jones, who's kind of a little bit raw, and he kind of relies on his size a lot of the time, his like size and strength to kind of help him a little bit more, kind of refine him a little bit. Mike Tomlin always knows how to get the best out of his offensive lineman. He's kind of gotten a good amount of uh, strength out of these guys that he has. But getting a guy like Dewan Jones, we very in-depthly studied this last week, could go a long way for Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like some Pittsburgh fans are like, offensive line is fine. Why would you take offensive line? Yeah. Like, no, it's actually not fine. Like, James Daniels is by far your best offensive lineman. He's playing guard. Um, Kendrick Green's better at guard than center. Cool, you signed Mason Cole. Like, that's if you're really <laughs> excited about that, that should tell you right away. Like, how good are you on the offensive line? Like, oh, Chuk's a core for extension? Sick. He's probably a backup for most teams. Like, this is... Not yeah. good guys. You should probably be doing that first two picks if you have the chance. Uh they have picked 32. That should be a guy that that we didn't take in the first round personally. But you know, yeah, I, I like this. Dewan Jones athletically. I think the foot speed's a lot better from him uh that we saw from in that jump from 2022 back from 2021. Dude snatches so much, and that's awesome to watch. Like he snatched Fosky this week. Yeah. Uh, kind of just said i'm out uh so that was cool to watch uh from him the first day it's a good pick for the steelers lions at 18 this is probably somebody where you go how did he fall into the 20s uh, i'm gonna call the shot right now i think this guy might go to dallas at 27 if he doesn't go here yeah. or the chiefs at 30 or 31 okay but I took him here because I just don't know where else I would have gone, honestly. Um, this feels like if if Anthony Richardson tumbles a little bit, wouldn't be yeah. shocked if this is a landing spot here. But like I took Brian Brzee for the Lions, their second first round pick. I think there needs they need to find juice on the interior. Now they could do that a little bit later. Obviously, they got a lot of picks uh, in this draft now from what from the 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 Hawkinson trade. Um, obviously from the Stafford trade, they still have this, this 18th or no, they have the sixth selection from the Rams. Obviously this is still theirs. Get those mixed up every time. Cause a lot, they were like one and six, you know, through seven weeks, whatever. Brzee gives you juice. This is length. This is power. This is athleticism. This is the tack caps. This is rush the pass from the interior. They kind of don't have that. I know Levi and Wuzurike was kind of tabbed to be that guy. Hasn't been Alan McNeil's a nice little two gapper, you know, early down run stuffer. Brzee brings a different uh, a bit to this defensive line. I think it's gotten better, obviously, with Hutchinson and Houston, but finish this off with, with Brzee at 18. On the 19, Tampa Bay is in a very, very interesting spot now, of course, with Tom Brady retiring. There is no quarterback we're taking here, unless you really think, believe in Tanner McKee. Um, so I don't know what their really plan is. I don't know if they're going to try to get Jimmy G or trade for Derek Carr. I have no idea. Um, there's kind of a lot of ways they could go here. I think tackle could potentially be a possibility. We've kind of went through our run here. Uh, obviously, Darnell Wright's still available. But um, if you look at it, like their defense 
there's so many guys that are going to leave in free agency and their cap is kind of screwed up a lot of times. They're like super far into the negatives. If I believe they're in the bottom three in terms of cap space right now. Um, so I kind of looked at like edge. I thought about it, but I ultimately settled on like cornerback uh, just because Sean Murphy, Bunty and Jamel Dean are both slated to be free agents. So I took Joey Porter here just because like, I feel like he can slot in right away as a starter because I don't see a way you can take and like keep some of these guys that you have, because I feel like Murphy Bunting's kind of done well in his playing time. I feel like Jamel Dean's done very good. Um, I don't know if you want to start because I don't know. Like I personally wouldn't. So I feel like getting a guy like Joey Porter, there's obviously like another guy that's coming up that could have been taken here as well. But I felt like Joey Porter's probably the best corner on the board for a lot of people. So I took him. Yeah. I think this is a pick that, that Todd Bowles would like for sure. Especially if, you know, Tampa Bay probably going to lose a couple guys, like you said, at corner this offseason. A couple of them are going to probably be highly coveted as well when free agency begins. Seattle at 20, I initially had something different for this pick. I just think this is probably something Seattle would do here. I think Jackson Smith and Jigba, I think, is very much in play if he's available at yeah. 20 for Seattle. Just because, again, I think JSM blocks pretty decently well for a receiver they want a third guy if they're going to stick with the waldron's you know tree from mcveigh scheme they're going to want a third guy who can block they're going to stick in 11 a lot so i'd watch for that especially seattle fans in the first couple days i think brian branch makes a lot of sense here um a lot of people's top safety i won't argue it i think he's probably top two i think there's still projection as to how he can play the roof a little bit i think Though instincts and ball skills are very good in the slot. I think he tackles just fine. Kansas State game, I think if people haven't seen that, I think if you've only seen the Texas game, you're you're really sour. Yeah. Um, but I think he got a lot better throughout the season. The Kansas State game was really the icing on the cake of what was a very good season from him. Again, Jamal Adams is there kind of playing box. So you can, you know, flip him to the slot if you'd like to. I like I said, there's still projection to play on the roof. So you can kind of get creative uh, with the secondary. I think Branch to Seattle feels like something they would do. So do we want to talk about the Dolphins at all, about potentially what they could do with anything, like their day two picks? Um, we could at the end because there's a couple teams that yeah. you know we won't cover okay. as well. I think the Dolphins, we could slot them in there. Um, So but Chargers at 21, or what are we calling this? Like 21, 22? Like... Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to call it 21. I'm just going to put the numbers here so we okay. know. Screw this because over and over. They didn't um they technically do this. it counts. Yeah. But wait, no, I think because what everyone remember, New England had it, it was happen. New England, yeah. And I don't remember I think it was only 31 picks. I think okay. they it was 31, 31, but like did it say like the 31st, like the actual 32nd pick at like the contracts that the 33rd guy gets. Uh I think that's kind of like that the is issue a, here. That, they that have. is a question. Yeah, pick 32 Pittsburgh. I don't know if they get a I don't think they get like a, a five-year option for that okay. pick. I think it's just like this pick is gone. Like, like we've yeah, okay. erased it from this draft. Okay. Like, there's no money involved in this pick. It's just done completely over. Nobody it, else. It's it's such a weird situation. It was the Paxton Lynch draft, right? That was this thirty-one. Uh, yeah, I think so. So that was yeah. sixteen, right? Yeah. I'm gonna check it while we keep going, but I believe you're on the clock with the chart. Let me see. If yeah. I can get here. So the Chargers. Um, obviously like there's a receiver option here available that, uh, Jake and I have talked about for them. 
So I didn't go that route just because I felt like there was a bigger need here. Um, obviously, like corners is probably going to be a big need. It depends on like your views of like JC Jackson, who was injured and didn't do the greatest this year for the Chargers. I feel like linebacker could be in play here as well. Like the defense is like there, but it's also not like you don't know if Khalil Max actually going to be out of contract. There's rumors of him potentially being getting cut. Um, I they kind of invested in this position a lot last offseason, like a free agency signing Sebastian Joseph Day and Austin Johnson. But I thought getting a guy who's like severely rising up draft boards right now, like Elijah Cansey, defensive tackle from Pittsburgh. Small, undersized, barely weight, doesn't even weigh 300 pounds. Who does that remind you of? Obviously not a comp. But um, I haven't watched, like, as much as I should have. Like, I've watched highlights, and I'm like, what? Like, how is that possible? He's, like, throwing dudes around, and it's, like, insane. Like, the small videos I've watched, uh, I know guys like Trevor Sikman, Connor Rogers on the Stock Exchange podcast are really high on Kansi. I think they had him as, like, their second or third DT in the class. So I feel like he's going to be around one prospect, most likely. Um, so getting him for the Chargers here, who can't stop the run still, even with like all their additions during the offseason last year, I feel like getting another guy that you could plug in while also getting after the pass rusher is probably a good move here. Yeah, I think the Chargers are the most interesting conversation because Quentin Johnston was still here. Could they mm-hmm. have done that? Absolutely. I think they're going to definitely be in play for Bijan Robinson, Kellen Moore coming in, Austin Eckler done after 2023, perhaps. That's a big time conversation. Linebacker makes sense. I I think Telesco is now going to shy away from it. They moved up 14 spots for Kenneth Murray. I think they're done looking there in the first round unless they're blown away, which I mean, there might be a couple of guys who I would consider, honestly, uh, if I were them, but like, yeah, the other option is corner. Keely Ringo still here. Yeah, I don't. I I, I like this. Uh, when he's smaller, again, he's going to be able to play with better leverage. And if he's got you know the violence and quickness and and placement in his hands, that combination combined with some moves, that's scary stuff. And you can always you can always add more guys to get you pressure. There's no doubt about it. So Ravens at pick 22. <laughs> yes. So I did look at the 2016 draft. They did count that as completely just erased. So there were 31 oh. picks. The last pick was 31. Same go around here. What's with the AFC East and getting picks forfeited? Um, so yeah, Ravens 22. This is receiver. It is not Quentin Johnston. It is the guy I think they will like the most. Yep. Because he is almost like taller yeah. 2.0 version of Hollywood Brown. We're going Jalen Hyatt receiver, Tennessee here. There is just no way production in the sec plus the speed that he is reportedly, you know, that he has and reportedly the time he's going to run. He's not leaving the first. It's no. not happening. I promise you the chiefs will be on it. If he slips that no. far, uh, the rest of the AFC, you don't want that. So don't, don't let it happen. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not the highest on height, but like still, like the, the speed is is just is field tilting. Just I, I think he, he sure handed as well, a little bit more catch radius than guys you see with that type of speed. So I think he's like six foot 185, something like that. Like that's yeah. still plenty to be a Z and, and a very, very good one. I think the Rashad Bateman hype train will be once again humming this summer. I think he's shown enough. Just stay healthy. 
Bateman yep. and Hyatt will be very, very good duo. I, I like that a lot. So Minnesota, I feel like they're kind of getting like drafted a lot of receivers lately, like a Josh Downs or Zay Flowers, just because of Adam Thielen not performing as well as he has been in the past. But their defense just needs to get talent, especially in the secondary. They were starting Duke Shelley, who got cut by the Chicago Bears as one of their outside corners. Um, not sure what they'll do with this pick, just like what they want to like put Clark Phillips, who's the pick, where they want to move him if he's in the outside corner, if they want to put him in the slot. But if you want to move him in the slot, Shannon Sullivan's a free agent. Uh, Pat, Patrick Peterson's an impending free agent, too. So three guys that you're using as starters this last year were our impending free agents. Uh, obviously, you've spent a lot of resources last year and uh, getting like an Andrew Booth and a Lewis Scene. So kind of invest into your resources. Uh, I kind of liken it to what Tampa Bay did. They spent multiple like day two selections on defense back in like two or three straight years. If you can do that, you'll feel like a lot much better with the secondary. You've already got Booth who did fall due to like injury concerns. And then Lewis Scene, who unfortunately wasn't able to play last year, but I feel like you have like a good base if you were to get Carl Clark Phillips here and kind of just pretty much keep hitting it, keep hitting it on the defensive back. Yeah, I think the thing with the Vikings is like you were way ahead of schedule this year. Um, yeah. you know, you win that amount of games, you know, you're hosting a playoff game, you win the division, like great stuff. I know you weren't like a super good team, you know, akin to the Giants. Like that was like you were on that tier with them, like. But again, ahead of schedule, you're making the playoffs, you're hosting playoff games, like that's great. With with Quasi Adolfo Mensa, GM, like just get the right DC in there. Um and, and let these defensive backs develop and and work to the potential that they can be. Clark Phillips is gonna get a lot of McDuffie comps, which we'll see about that. But like again, really solid player, especially for the slot. Jaguars at 24, folks. Uh, it is not Quentin Johnson. The fall continues. Uh, listen, I think the Jaguars are going to prioritize Jawan Taylor this offseason. They're going to do what it takes to keep him in there. I think he was their best tackle last season. Say what you will about Cam Robinson. He's fine. You could kick him inside. Walker Little has actually flashed quite a bit. You know, when he's been asked to play, so I feel like, you know, if they're going to go offensive line, they can wait on that. Interior isn't like loaded, but you can you can obviously wait. Not as valued. This dude was number nine on DJ's big board. There is a chance that he ends up the consensus top tight end in the draft. This is an Evan Ingram replacement plus Dalton Kincaid out of Utah. Dude's got rare rare quicks at the tight end position phenomenal route runner expands the target zone for you he's a good red zone threat and he's got the speed to get up the seam just again you're asking this guy to do everything evan ingram did and you're golden here this is what trevor lawrence needs they're gonna get ridley you know you still got kirk maybe you're you know you're cutting ties with zay jones even though it's the first year of the deal the deal's very interesting um, interestingly coded, but like even if you just got those three plus Kincaid, that's going to be nice for Lawrence next year. So finally, just kind of talked about it. Finally, the fall uh, stops for Quentin Johnston here with the New York Giants. I kind of thought about it in like two positions here. 
obviously like receiver, they were starting like Isaiah Hodgins. He was performing very well, surprisingly, towards the later half of the year. Um, and then I was supposed to be in like linebacker, uh, but Jared Davis and Jalen Smith as impending free agents, they spent a few picks on like young guys like a Darian Beavers and Mike McFadden, but that needs to be addressed on day two because it was not here. But getting a guy like Quentin Johnston here at pick 24 is a steal. You can slide him right in and pair him with Isaiah Hodges and use Wandale Robinson the slot. Get uh, whoever it may be. I know they're probably going to franchise tag or re-sign Daniel Jones to whatever. Get him as many weapons as you possibly can. Uh, you saw this year that in kind of like a rebuilding year, you guys still made it to the divisional round. So this guy is kind of the limit at this point for the Giants under – uh, Brian Dable, depending on what they really feel about with Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley's an impending free agent. I feel like you just need to kind of load up on weapons around Daniel Jones if you were to keep him. This feels like that feels like the fit. Um, he could be the first receiver off the board, but it'll be interesting. It's going to be very interesting to see where these receivers go. Uh, Cowboys at 26. So this player for them, I thought, you know, when you talk, when, when people talked about him over the summer, it's kind of like, oh yes. Overhang guy, you know, like he's kind of in the JOK type of mold. What? No, he's like 240 pounds. Yeah. He's a big dude. He can deconstruct blocks. He's extremely powerful, but he's a phenomenal athlete too. In coverage, in space, run and chase Trenton Simpson. From Clemson, this is this gives you the opportunity to move Parsons around again. I think there's some pending free agents for Dallas. I know that they they like um, who's the oh crap? I can't think of the guy's name that they drafted last year. LSU. Oh, oh. man, it's gonna bug me as I sit here and try to pull it up while stalling. Oh, Damon Clark. Yeah. Yeah. They like Clark. There's no doubt about it. But, but Vanderesh, Barr, both free agents. I don't think Jabril Cox is, is that much. Honestly, I think he by now would have showed you something. Probably would be the reason Clark wasn't drafted by them. So I think you're, you're, you're dropping Parsons down to rush the passer and you'll have Clark and you'll have Simpson as your backers. And I really like that for Dallas defense. Now, there's other positions I think that would made sense. They're going to be in the receiver um, market, no doubt about it. Defensive tackle getting a little more beefy inside makes sense too. But I think Trent Simpson's a really good player, yeah. really good. So that's where we go. So Buffalo Bills, um, I think with this you kind of have to go offense, uh, whether it be on the offensive line. Roger Saffold's an impending free agent. Where you going to take maybe a guy like Osiris Torrance? That's not going to be the pick here. Uh, we know that receiver outside of Stephon Diggs has been an issue with Gabe Davis being inconsistent. So we're going to take an offensive playmaker. And while his position may be running back, you can move him wherever may be in the slot, out wide as a receiver, running back, whatever you want to do. B. John Robinson will do it. I actually just got done with my final evaluation. Uh, I was – He's stupid. It is – insane and like something i didn't realize before entering like eval was like the contact balance is absurd like just continues to turn his feet he never goes down upon first contact continues to move through contact like the motor of his feet just keeps going keeps going keeps going you have to wrap him up or else he's going to like hurt you 
Um, so I feel like B. John Robinson in this offense, even if the offensive line kind of struggles, he can make a few guys miss. He can change direction quickly. He can make a miss. And like these simple, like trying to tackle him by his ankles, they don't work out. They just don't. So get a guy who can make guys miss, get open in space. I feel like the long speed could potentially be like a, the only weakness he has. So get him in here. Get you guys a running game finally. And you can use him wherever you want. Keep using James Cook. You do have Naeem Hines, so you have your like true receiving back. So it's kind of like a Jonathan Taylor type situation because I mean it it isn't as aggressive as like Jonathan Taylor's like receiving highlights, like how many catches he had and everything, but they didn't really utilize him as much in the receiving game as they probably should have down at Texas. But I feel like it's if Bijan's here at this point, I think it's gotta be a selection for Buffalo. Yeah, I think there's I think offensive line is like, yeah, like you said, the only other position I'd consider uh yeah, it'll be interesting, obviously, with the investment in James Cook, trading for Naeem Hines, like how much do they want to do this? But like, man, this dude is just absurd. <laughs> this guy's absurd. He he has like a play. If you've ever seen, and I, dang it, I, I was going to save this for the Friday problem. We talk running backs, but like there's a play with, with his where if you've seen this before, there's a play in the 90s of Randall Cunningham. Like, I don't know how he knew that the defender for the Bills was yeah. like behind him. But he ducked the dude like like he knew he was there. He had eyes in the back of his head like that level of awareness is nuts. And then like he threw just a ridiculous deep ball as well on the, on the same play. There's a play where Robinson, I don't know how he knew this Texas Tech defender was here. Yeah, like the ability he just dropped his weight, ducked underneath this guy. And he's off to the races, breaking two more tackles on like a six yard run that it probably should have lost five yards like. They're just he, dropping his weight. The footwork that he he consistently gives himself options and staying square with his feet. Like he's yep. consistently shuffling them. Like he, he's giving himself exit lanes no matter where he ends up. Like it's absurd. Nuts. And he's natural catching a football, adjusting to the football like a receiver. Like there is just. If, you, if, if he's going to be in the top five of basically everyone's big board. And it's yeah. gonna be warranted. Like PFF's I, not yeah. gonna PFF's not gonna have him there because they do the positional value thing. They're probably gonna have Tanner McKee ahead of him. That makes no sense at all. Okay, <laughs> but like, I uh, I literally had the 102 in my dynasty league with my brother, and my brother had the 101, and he literally asked me, "I'm like, do you want the 101?" I'm like, "Yeah, give me it. Like, give me this. I'll give you." So the, and it ended up being like, I got the 101 and the 205, and he got the 102 and 108. So it's like 108 and 205 isn't very much of a difference at this point, I feel like. Whereas Bijan versus whoever, I feel like I definitely need Bijan and getting him on at least one dynasty team has me kind of giddy at this point. Yeah, like there are just teams where like if he start if he falls past like well, the Lions at 18 would be sick yeah. too. Like, but if yeah. he gets past like the first eleven or twelve, any situation is gonna be just freaking money, man. Lions. Yeah. Buccaneers. I mean, Chargers, I know, I know Ravens. you've gotten some tasks, some hate for it, but like Green Bay, even Green Bay, like if yeah. Aaron Jones goes, gets caught, gets traded, whatever. The Giants, if they move on from Barkley, like, yeah, just, just even Dallas, like, there's just so many great landing spots. He's going to potentially, it's going to be great for him. It's absurd. Um, yeah. Bengals at 28. Here we go, folks. Probably haven't heard the name before this week, <laughs> being honest. Um, 
I think the Bengals, honestly, for me, like this would probably be Keely Ringo. I think that makes a lot of sense for them, but yeah. I feel like they probably feel confident in their room at corner, yeah. which is fine. Like uh, that's, I, I get why Taylor Britt's had has flashed. Yeah. He's played, he plays physical ball. Like he, he's a very much a tone setter in that back end. I think they could go edge. I forget if it's one of the two, it might be Hubbard. I mean, take a look. Who's a free agent after that? One of them's a free agent after this year, and I think it's Hubbard. That's neither. That's good. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's fine though. Like I, I think the the Bengals will be a team that's like, yeah, we don't care. We're gonna get, add some pass rushers. Like we we enjoy doing this. Like they're they're gonna load up that room. This could be an eco landing spot. We went yeah. Keon White from Georgia Tech here. Um, Dude was phenomenal during senior bowl week. He's got the power, the, the, the explosiveness, kind of the ability to, to move inside. You can kick him there if you want to like just the disruptive twitch, the disruptive explosion he has is very impressive. Daniel Jeremiah had him eighth on the big board. That should tell you right now, eighth yeah. for a guy you may not have heard of. He's going to the first round. Like there, there's no way. Like he's not falling out of there. Like even if it's this late, you know, Bengals, Chiefs, Saints, Eagles, like the final four picks in whatever order, he's not escaping it when he when he's that high. So Keon White's gonna end up somewhere in the first round. Hopefully, you get onto that name and, and are able to look at him for the listeners. But he's going somewhere. We're just adding the pass cover for the Bengals. So the Saints, welcome to the party of the first round once again for the first time in about a year. Um, Are they going to trade this to the Eagles? You never know. Okay. You never know. So just looking at it, like this team could be in some rough shape next year. I know there's some talk about like Derek Carr potentially going there. Like, how? yeah, Michael Thomas is an impending free agent. Like, okay, sure. Like whatever. He hasn't played in a few years. Jarvis Landry, whatever. So that leaves Chris Olave and Traquan Smith, who you don't really believe in, or she should he form a little bit towards the end of the year. Good player. Um, your offensive line's still good, thankfully. Thankfully. Who's your quarterback? Is it Andy Dalton? Is it Jameis? Do you somehow get Derek Carr? You just chump everybody for Will Levis at this point. You don't know. Um, yeah, they're like depth in the secondary is all impending free agents. Justin Evans, Daniel Sorensen, PJ Williams, Isaac Yadam. Chris Harris, their front four is kind of the route I took. Um, Cameron Jordan's getting kind of up in the A, up in age, and Marcus Davenport's an impending free agent. Also, look at defensive tackle on Yamada, Shai Tuttle, and Katavia Street are impending free agents. Um, I went just with Nolan Smith here, just because I felt like he was the best player available at like an edge or DT standpoint. I thought about Siaki Ika here. Didn't go that route. Uh, I just feel like Nolan Smith, they always try to get like pass rush into the cupboard like early and often. You saw it already with Peyton Turner, who's going to get into a more a bigger role this next year, hopefully. So like you need your third or your fourth. Because New Orleans always loves to have three or four guys. So getting a guy like Nolan Smith, who clearly has a lot of like character behind him and everything, Georgia wanted him out on for the coin toss, even though he wasn't playing. So getting a guy like Nolan Smith here, and like kind of keeping like the edge rush rotation kind of healthy. I feel like it's a good move for New Orleans, but as of right now, I have no idea what they're going to do. 
Yeah, very strange. I mean, they could literally go tackle. They need one. Um, yeah. um, so the Chiefs are up here at 30. Uh, again, obviously, these two are not set in stone yet. We'll see next next uh, Sunday uh, who the Super Bowl champion is. But just got a funny feeling that we might see a, like a Tampa Bay situation with Kansas City. Their two tackles surrender yep. a ton of pressures. And I know that's not necessarily an offensive line stat. Part of that's going to be on Mahomes. But you watch Orlando Brown get turned around by guys, get beat by guys consistently, and like they got to get better there. It, it's honestly in their favor that they didn't offer him the big deal because I I just think they'd be in, in serious trouble hanging out of that contract without it. I want Anton Harrison here. I think he's got legitimately an OT2 argument, OT3 argument uh, ahead of one of the guys that went before him. Athleticism, grip, strength. It's it's really all there with him. He He looks so natural playing the position. He like this is a guy who can pull like you feel really good about that athleticism. But again, it's just a straight up like I need to to just erase this guy on my side of the field and keep my quarterback clean. He can do that. It's a perfect fit for Kansas City. They need it real bad. So rounding out the first round with the Philadelphia Eagles here at 31. Obviously, this could change here in a week. Um, looking at it, I have no idea where I had no idea where to go. Like you mentioned earlier, like they have some free agents that Kind of makes me want to ship this potentially, but like, I don't know. Should I do it? Make the swap. Do you want to swap? Potentially. If you want to swap picks, you can swap. Yeah. Okay. That's up to you. So I originally had like Darnell right here just because I feel like uh, they, Howie Roseman loves to like build, build up the offensive line early and often before like anything happens. Lane Johnson's been getting hurt a lot more often. Um, but we're going to switch to the front four. Uh, Brandon Graham's a free agent. Robert Quinn's a free agent. Fletcher Cox is getting older. Uh, did they sign a Dominic Sue to a one year? Yep, he's a free agent. So, like, your defensive tackles outside of, like, Milton Williams and Jordan Davis. I mean, I'm a big Milton Williams guy and everything. Obviously, Jordan Davis is there. But we're going to kind of go with Siaki here just to get depth on that front four. You can also go edge. I don't know if they want to go, like, B.J. Ojolari. Um, I think they could improve upon their right guard spot. Maybe got like Osiris Torrance, who if he doesn't go here, he's got to go the next pick on day two to Pittsburgh. Like if this were the board for Philadelphia, I could probably see them trading down at this point because I feel like they're comfortable with a bunch of guys. Maybe they want to get Jameer Gibbs at this point. I have no idea. Um, I know they've got some impending free agents at linebacker too, TJ Edwards and um, Kaiser White too. So, yeah. yeah, I think trenches yeah. is likely where they'll go. So, yeah, I, the Darno Wright thing was fine. Like it was like, oh, Lane Johnson's a little long in the tooth. You know, you mentioned injuries, so I like that. I but Ika is another really nice pick for them. I, I think, yeah, Ika and Jordan Davis is just so dumb. <laughs> that's dumb. Oh man, that's that. But that's again, the Eagles have that option to be like sitting here and we're like, oh, that sucks for the rest of the league that they have. You know pretty much a luxury pick that they can take advantage of both at 10 and 31. Uh, they're a complete roster. So, okay, really quick as the zoom time is, is getting a little bit short for us, but I, I want to do this because Mason brought it up. All right. Five teams don't have first round picks. Let's get to them really quickly here. Dolphins are up first for us just because we see them on the screen. Mason, any thoughts on what they could do with their first pick? I think it's honestly sound like I like it running back. You can really rely on, and like a three down workload, whether that be Jameer Gibbs or whoever it may be, I think it's it's about time. 
yeah. I, I think linebacker could be in play for them. You know, yeah. like, like a, you know, Drew Sanders wasn't picked here. Jack Campbell wasn't picked here. Noah Sewell, guys like that, like could be in play as well. But yeah, running back definitely on there. Browns, another team that does not have a first round pick. That could be a fancy res- team if he doesn't go. Yeah. Really. Cancier receiver, definitely. Yeah. Receiver. Yeah. DT is going to be very much, you know, on the laundry list for them. They got to get better defending the run. Rams, they have pick, what, 36 or 37, something like it's that. Something like that. Any thoughts on them? You definitely need help along the offensive line. Schmitz would be an absolute home run for yeah. them right there. Yep. Um, don't um, get me wrong. Like, I know there's a guy on IR who the guy they took from Wisconsin last year. I know they want him at one of their guard spots, like immediately to start next year. Fortunately, yeah. he tore his ACL like immediately as capstone. So yeah. Ojalari, Foskey, two guys that also we we did yeah. not take in the first edge rusher. Definitely, they like the length for, from some guys. They know they liked Floyd. Foskey might be in play for them as well. Oh, we did Dolphins, Browns, and Rams. Okay, Niners. Any thoughts? <laughs> On a team that's pretty dry in draft capital and uh, has an interesting quarterback situation this offseason. Yeah. I mean, I think that could also be a good spot for Michael Schmitz. I mean, if he falls that far, but I, I doubt he does. Um, I could see them improving because I know Samson Ibukam's a free, impending free agent. Maybe they got take an edge. Maybe Ojolari's still there. Um, any of those guys, Foskey, if he stays. Maybe a receiver, just but depends on what they want to do with Ayuk too. Yeah, that's so a good point. I, I think underrated pairing. I don't think Keanu Benton makes ninety nine, but that would be really nice yeah. for them as well. Uh, they clearly got attacked uh, in one spot <laughs> on the defensive line in the championship yep. game, so very much an option. Jacqueline Roy would be interesting as more of a one tech two eye if they want to go that route. Um, last on the list was a team. Wait. Oh, yeah. Denver. Denver Broncos have, I think, picked 66 and 67 or 67 and 68. Whatever the freaking, if it's adjusted for whatever you want to call it at this point. But they have two in the 60s. Offensive line's got to probably be up there on on the laundry list. You know, Uh, thinking a guy like Wanya Morris would be interesting for them. Um, They could go running back. If they yeah. want to, Peyton wants to run the ball. That would make sense. There's a lot of options. He uses two running back sets quite a bit, too. Yeah. So maybe a guy like Roshan there, potentially. Roshan and Javante. Yeah. Be sick. Like, I feel like they're good at, like, right guard, and I don't know what they want to do with bowls and everything. Right guard only because of Quinn. But, um, yeah. yeah, like, it's, it's just weird seeing, like, these teams just – have so many needs you just don't know at this point yeah denver's probably in a decent situation again they have two threes and a four, early yeah. four so they'll be okay they can they can kind of do as much as they can filling uh mace before we get out of here do you do you know the best player available for you that wasn't picked here in the first um christopher smith or or, or osiris Torrance. okay i would for me i think i'm gonna say sanders Linebacker Arkansas or John Michael Schmitz. Those are two guys yeah. I think that are very, very good that did not go here. No mayor, no Keely Ringo. Very interesting. Uh, Mason Quick, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Thompson22Mason. You can follow me at Jake NFL Draft. That is going to do it for this show. 
We get out of here. Enjoy your Monday. We'll be back on Friday as well. See you guys very soon.